Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey. Welcome to Brooklyn's Radio's coverage of Merry Christmas Weybridge, held on Saturday the 30th of November in Baker Street in Weybridge and sponsored by Mondays, with the Lantern Parade sponsored by Frank Knight Weybridge and also Backman's in Weybridge. I'm Graham Laycock, and I had the chance to speak to a number of the stallholders taking part. And I'm with Anne here from Mondays, who are sponsoring today's uh, Merry Christmas Weybridge. Hello, Anne. Hi. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. A little bit cold, but uh, yeah, moving around to keep warm. I know, the hat and the, the reindeer ears are keeping you warm, I think. They are indeed, yes. Everybody needs reindeer ears to keep warm. Indeed. Well, it's great you're sponsoring the event uh, this year. Super, and an awful lot of stalls going all the way up Bridge Street here, isn't it? Yeah, there is. It's a really fantastic turnout, actually, and it's really great to see so many people coming and buying from the stalls as well. Absolutely. Now, what are you doing on your store? You've got lots of goodies here, by the look of it. Uh, we have. So we're giving away reindeer ears, um, some bags for life, Prosecco, mince pies. Stop for a minute. It's Prosecco. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. For those drinkers. I'm actually not drinking, so I'm giving people Prosecco and then not drinking it myself. But. Oh, dear. I bet, I bet <laughs> the kids are liking the reindeer ears. They are. Yeah, it's good to see them all walking up and down the road with them on. Well, have a great day and keep warm. Thank you, and you. And I'm now with Weybridge Beekeepers. Who am I talking to? My name is Paul. I'm one of the committee members, and I'm here today to try and promote uh, our club, but also the bees and how important they are in society, in the world. Indeed, people have caught up with this, I think, a bit now, haven't they, about the fact we must have the bees, get everything pollinated. Yeah, well, some people have uh, sort of quoted statistics that if we didn't have bees... The world would come to an end in so many years. I mean, it's not just bees, it's all sorts of pollinators. But the, the bees we uh, uh, keep uh, are honeybees, because obviously there's a lovely byproduct. Uh, but all bees and all pollinators are important to the world, yeah. Right, so uh, do you, your, your group all uh, keep uh, hives, do they? Yes, from one or two to 20 or 30 depending on the space people have got available. So maybe uh, in your garden you could put one, two or three. If you've got contacts with bigger plots, uh, you know, you can sustain a lot more hives if you've got more space. I see you've got some here. Would you just explain some beautifully wooden made ones? Yeah, these aren't full-size hives. They're just hives we demonstrate to... Uh, in case people are interested in what what's inside a hive. At this time of the year... Uh, the bees it's too cold for the bees to fly so uh, uh, e- even in the summer we wouldn't bring live bees out because <laughs> not a good idea <laughs> but we can we can demonstrate what's involved in you know looking through a hive and um, these are scaled down versions uh, just to make them easy for transport and, and, and demonstration but it's the same concept and I guess the honey varies from place to place depending on what the beads are feeding yeah, on? certainly. I mean, I know this is a radio uh, production, but if you uh, could take a photograph of our uh, various honeys on display and for sale, they're all different colours. Some of them are different consistencies, uh, and we've got some here available for tasting. So, um, you know, people can taste if they like a certain honey they can buy it Uh, but they're all very different there's nothing we do to the honey to make it change color or to give it a different taste it's purely what the the bees have found to forage on and uh, what what they've liked on a certain day none of this scandal's been in the papers this week about supermarkets adding all sorts of sugars and things Uh, that has been going on a long time and uh, i just just as a little promotion for pure honey 
if you buy a pot of honey from a supermarket and look at where it's from it'll almost certainly say produce of eu and non-eu countries and sadly uh, we need the non-eu countries to make it uh, at a price that people will be prepared to pay in a supermarket but almost certainly that is the sort of contaminated stuff that's made the press this week and uh, i think it's probably surprised a lot of people hasn't it but it hopefully gets people to go for pure honey Hopefully, I don't think there's enough pure honey within this country to satisfy the demand. So, uh, we and certainly in cooking, uh, you know, f- f- for companies who produce cakes and stuff that need, you know, sweeteners, there's, there's definitely not. So, it is a, a niche product, and that's why it's, uh, you know, more expensive than what you can buy in the supermarket. But now, what I've always wondered is what's the, how, how can we get clear honey and, and then, and then the, the sort of more solid form? the different colours so again that is there's nothing we can do to do, to change that I mean if we had the, the machinery like a, a big producer in the Far East we, we, we could probably change it in many different ways including the colour but all this uh, the different colours uh, on our table today are just what the bees have produced so certain pollens and nectars will produce darker honeys certain will produce lighter honeys yeah anyway and um, people want to find out more or want to get involved how do they do how do they get in touch well, they can google um weybridge beekeepers we have just got a new website so hopefully they'll they'll find it from that we've we've got about 100 members and we it stretches from uh, you know cobham weybridge isha uh, out to Staines, ashford egham uh, uh, weybridge is probably the uh, the epicenter uh, hence the name <laughs> exactly i will have some in a moment yes yep. indeed yes yes i'll have a go do you want to just get someone on a tasting stick for me maybe let's see what it's, it's, it's tasting like i'm going for some fairly clear honey here hopefully not going to drop it all it's quite a thick consistency isn't it actually let's see if we can get hold of that and have a mm. That is delicious. Do you want to compare it with a? Yeah, I'm going to compare it with the the darker, the um, sort of uh, thicker stuff. Oh, yes, quite a different texture, isn't it? You probably, we wouldn't know they were both honey. You, no, you, quite, you wouldn't. Quite different. If you were used to a, a supermarket honey diet, you probably wouldn't know these flavours existed. No. Well, thank you very much indeed. Keep up the good work. Thank you. And I'm now with Claire from Love Print Unique. Hello, Claire. Hello. And uh, what's all this about? How does this work? Uh, so I make um, personalised jewellery using fingerprints, handprints, prints, footprints, um, or you can just have a name or initial put onto a piece of jewellery, and it's all very much bespoke. So you choose the size, the shape of your charm, um, whether you want to make it into a necklace, bracelet, keyring, cufflinks, anything you like, really. So how do you get the the fingerprints or footprints or whatever? Uh, so the fingerprints, I can either take straight into the special clay um, or I can send out kits if people aren't local to Weybridge and then they can send them back to me um, same with the handprints paw prints and footprints they can I can either take them if they're local to Weybridge or I can send out a kit and then they send it back right very clever and there's something really unique a bit of you in within the uh, whatever you make that's right yeah it's really nice especially if you've got children and if you're at work and you've, you can feel their fingerprint or their handprint on your necklace oh, um, oh yes so it's nice and then I'm doing loads of paw prints at the moment as well they're actually really popular now oh right so, and mostly dogs then is it or cats or 
Yeah, all dogs. <laughs> all dogs, <laughs> all yes. Dogs yeah, paws. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've got some lovely jewellery around here then. So uh, I guess you can make anything people want virtually, can you? That's right. Yeah, people sort of say, how much is this? And it's, it depends on exactly what they want, really. So they kind of almost design it themselves they've got, I've got examples and they can sort of sell one like this but they can change it or have shapes cut into it so they can have anything they like right yes and you'll do it yeah is it, is it something that people do with newborn as well yes yeah so children's usually children's not, it doesn't have to be though <laughs> handprints or footprints um, and it will get shrunk down onto the size charm that they choose Oh, of course, yes. It gets the, you just in, reduce the size accordingly. That's right, yeah. So if people want to get in touch, how do they do that? Um, I have a website. It's www.loveprintunique.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Love Print Unique. Um, right, lovely. Well, thank you very much indeed. Okay, thank you. And I'm now with Joe from Weybridge Allotment Holders and Gardeners Association. That just proves I can read their sign. <laughs> Hello, Joe. Hi there. And uh, well, tell us all about the, the Allotment Society then. Um, so the Allotment Society has been in Weybridge for a while. We have the allotments that are in behind St. James's Church. Um, we've got about, I don't know, I guess 150 plots or something, quite a few, and about uh, 200 members at the moment. Right, so all the plots are taken, are they? Uh, no, we have a wait list. We've probably got six or seven available at the moment, and we might have a few more come available before March. Uh, we have a wait list system, so if you go on our website and sign up, then um, we'll let you know when any plots become available. Right, good. and do you think more and more people wanted to get in to grow their own? I think so. I feel like there's, it's kind of published on TV, and I feel like as people live in a more urbanised environment, they want to get you know their hands dirty in the soil and grow their own in veg and stuff. It's good get point. back to nature and understand the seasons and so on, and crop rotation. Yeah, all those <laughs> things. The parrots that eat all your favourite vegetables and so on. I know, yeah, and keeping the weeds down. Yep, good physical activity. So. Yeah, absolutely. What, what's the most popular things to, to grow, do you think? Uh, a lot of people like potatoes. They're good for opening up the soil. Uh, kids love sunflowers. We had a sunflower growing competition this year to see uh, who could uh, get the tallest one out there. And I guess tomatoes, peppers, popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah nothing like actually you know, growing your own, picking it fresh and then cooking it. They taste so much better straight off the plant, I think. Yeah. So, absolutely. And uh, you know, lack of pesticides and all that sort of stuff. 100% organic, and you know it. Well, unless you're the one who put the chemicals on, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's true. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if people want to find out more, how do they find you? So we have a website. It is um, www.waybridgeallotments, or one word, .org.uk. And if you go on there, um, we've got a bunch of information. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Waybridge Allotments. So if you search for us either on the World Wide Web or Facebook, uh, we have a presence there. Right. Thank you very much, Joe. I dig it. Thank you. See ya. And I'm now with author Adam Bourne. Hello, Adam. Good evening. And uh, can you tell us about your books? I see you've got a number of books here, including Tales of Daisy and Blue. What's all this about? Yeah, so um, a few years ago, my wife and I uh, adopted two rescued house rabbits from the RSPCA in Woking, Daisy and Blue. And um, we decided to make up stories about uh, their adventures, if they might be able to come out with us uh, about in the countryside in Surrey. And so the first book came out, which was uh, Day at the Fair this summer. And then just in the autumn, I've released The Lost Treasure now. Um, and there's going to be two more books out next year. Uh, so there's one for each season, ultimately. Um, they're available now. That we're, we're on Instagram, um, hashtag Daisy and Blue, um, and at Tales of Daisy and Blue. So it's really all sort of started from these two rabbits and yeah. people following you online. That's right, yeah. We've had, uh, we've had quite a lot of success so far um, uh, going to events um, in the Surrey, Surrey area and beyond in the countryside and selling at events. Right. 
Okay, for what age, age range are these aimed at, do you think? So these are for ages uh, three to six. Um, and then the illustrations, it seems that children of any age would like to look at. So it's quite open. Uh, and uh, have you written books before? Um, no, these are my first two books, uh, but I've, I'm in the process of writing two more at the moment. Um, so hopefully uh, by next year there'll be, there'll be four on the shelves in the local bookshops in Weybridge and beyond. Right, OK. How easy do you find it then to, to write? Um, I find the initial stories easy to come up with, but then it's kind of the, the, the sort of the finessing, the grammar and the making it appropriate for children of a certain age to sort of get into and, and appreciate really is, is the challenge. But anyway, and, and just describing the, some really lovely illustrations with this. So how do you get, get, go about getting an illustrator? So for the illustrations, um, I found um, a lady called Elena Pound online. Um, and I really, really liked her work. Her style was exactly the kind of thing I wanted for. It's kind of like the classic uh, hand-drawn style, kind of like Rupert, Peter Rabbit, that kind of thing. Um, I got in touch with her, and she, she has animals at home as well. We shared the same vision. She really brought to life everything that I wanted in my stories, um, gave us some art direction, and she did the rest. Didn't have to give her any, any notes. Oh, that's marvellous, isn't it? And really, it really turned out very beautiful books, really. If people want to find out more, then where do they go? Um, if you want to find out more, um, if you can follow us on Instagram, um, at Tales of Daisy and Blue, or search hashtag Daisy and Blue. Um, also, I'm selling my books on Amazon.co.uk. Great. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Adam, and best of luck with the books. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm now with Jessica at her stall, and uh, what are you selling here? I'm selling handmade vegan soaps. Oh, vegan soaps, right, no no animal in them? Not a single bit of animal. Okay, so how do we do that? We cook up vegetable glycerin until it's a liquid, and then we're able to add all sorts of soaps and dyes and colours, mould everything, and when it solidifies, you can either have it set or carve it up into crystals. Oh, how clever, yeah, and beautiful different colours here. I don't know if you can describe some of these to us. We have the honeycomb, which is this beautiful, vaguely opaque and glittery orange with a solidified hardened bit on top with a honeycomb design pressed into it. We have the galaxy bar, which is solid black, filled with stripes of pinks and vibrant purples and little orbs of gold for all of the lovely planets and a big glistening star on top. And at the very end, we have the special ocean gem crystals, a humongous soap of hand-carved crystals in teals and greens and bright purple gemstones. They're absolutely beautiful. You wouldn't want to use them, would you? You say that until you start using them, and then your hands feel so soft you're never going to go back. Ah, oh, no, that is interesting. So they, are, they make your hands soft? They are indeed. Because I use vegetable glycerin, there's very low chemical content. It's a very low irritant, and it actually does help to hydrate the skin without irritating anything. I can't use most soaps because they end up actually hurting my skin a lot. I've never had trouble with these. That is really very clever. And it must be interesting to see how they... Do they change a bit as you're using them? Colour. Uh, if you buy the Galaxy Bar, absolutely, because you're going to reveal all sorts of things in the middle. Yeah, great stuff. Well, best of luck. And people want to find out more from you. How do they get in touch? You can find me on soapishdelight.etsy.com. Right, lovely. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Enjoy the fair. This is, uh, I'm now with Matt, who's uh, a woodcarver, selling lots of different wood products here. Hello, Matt. Hi, how are you? All right, thank you very much. You must be a very skilled man. Uh, I like to think so. So how did you get started in wood carving? Um, my dad was a carpenter, so I've just always been around wood and, and the tools. So I used to pick it up when I, was, when I was younger and give it a go. And then, yeah, I always enjoyed it. It's nice to have something that's been handmade. So. Absolutely. And I guess these days when we're all trying to get away from plastic. That's it, exactly right. So the whole idea here is that we have something that's nice and good, strong wood. It's made to last. It's going to be around for a long time and certainly not disposable yeah, indeed, and mellows with age. Yeah, absolutely. Just like all of us. Absolutely. Yep. So what have you got for sale here? So we have a mixture of different chopping boards, serving boards, coasters, um, and some candle holders. So all, all made from oak. 
all, all made to last and to be is oak the best wood to use for this uh, I like I like it simply because of the colour the, the durability of it there's lots of other hardwoods which you can find in chopping boards but just oak good old English oak is is just a, a favour of mine absolutely tr- typically english as well so you've got a lot of stuff a lot of interest here what's selling best do you think um so there's a lot of interest about the the resin boards which have a just add a touch of color to what would normally be a fairly straightforward board so everyone's getting pretty excited about those which is nice to see yeah absolutely well if people want to find out more how do they go about it i um, so go on to my website at www.dawsonswoodcraft.co.uk all right well thank you for talking to me today and best of luck pleasure thank you very much Oh, now look, a very interesting store with Danielle, uh, Binary Botanical. What is all this about? So it's a wine lover's beer. So if you're looking for something a little bit less alcoholic than a glass of wine to have with a meal, it's only 4%. Tangy, very fresh, quite clean, especially over this festive period, trying to have something which is a bit less alcoholic. Right, I, I believe it's uh, vegan-friendly and... Uh, yes. yes. Gluten-free. It's vegan and gluten-free, so it's a great option for... Uh, you know, for a wide range of people and what they want to drink. So what is it actually made of? It's made like a normal beer, but we uh, use a wine yeast, so that makes it very tropical fruit, very aromatic, and doesn't not very bitter, so it's very low bitterness, so it's quite tangy, which is why it goes well with food. Right, it's quite refreshing, is it? Very refreshing, I hope, even in this weather. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've got two strengths. Yes, we have a 4% and we have a 0.5%. So the 0.5% is a great option if you're the designated driver or if you're wanting a drink that's a little bit more adult than a lime and soda or an orange juice. Drink it out of a wine glass and enjoy. Right, and environmentally friendly in glass bottles as well? Absolutely, and uh, we're all about sustainability here as well, so we're using our compostable cups and glass bottles. Right, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. And I'm now with Cassie of Cassie's Preserves. Hello. Hello, how are you? All right, thank you very much, and a lot of interest here in your store. Can you tell us all about your preserves then? Um, well, Cassie's Preserve was named after my dog due to... We had a golden retriever, and she's last until she was 60, so we named the company after her. Oh, how lovely, indeed. And you've always been doing this sort of thing? Yeah, we started off in plants, so we got, like, the reindeer... Oh, yes, lovely. And we did have a hedgehog, but he was sold. Right. Yeah, so these sort of containers, you know, with, with the shape of a reindeer, aren't they? And uh, with plants inside them. Yeah, beautiful. And so we then started, then a market that I belonged to wanted a fruit and veg. That didn't work out. So with all the fruit and veg that was left, we started on the jams, yeah. chutneys and marmalade. So that's how that was born. Right, yeah, we've got some piccadilly there, I see, and uh, all sorts of stuff Pickle here. Eggs great favourite is pickle sprouts. That's very big in America. Really? Pickle sprouts? Very big in America. They love pickle sprouts out there. Right. Yeah, so you got... And pickled eggs, I see you've got a big jar of those. Pickled eggs, yeah. You've got your big jar of pickled eggs. You've got pickled beetroot, pickled eggs, bottled mushrooms that you can use in a stew, you know. Open it up and it lasts for a cup Oh, last for about a week in the fridge after you open it, but you can make a stew out of those. Right, of course, one of the closed, you know, they're fine, aren't they? You know, they keep for quite a while. Yeah, and that's about it, really. We just we're hoping we haven't got much marmalade left. We've run out. We've sold out. Well, that's good news in a yeah, way. We're just coming into the big marmalade season, oh, so we'll be yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Do more marmalade get eaten in the winter? No, the point is marmalade season only lasts for about two months so you're saying the middle of just the end of December to the sort of like the middle weeks of February 
right. that's when you get the fruit. Right. So every every company has to yes. make their year supply. Mm. Um, we we make our year supply in those two months. It's like it's like mayhem, is it? Yeah, Bedlam. I, by the end, I said I'm never going to make another. I will not want to see us a Villa orange again. I say no more oranges after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, that's we, the thing: people are so used to just buying things you know, every day of the year, aren't they? They don't realise, you know, these fruits and things grow, you know, yeah, I mean, we, se- seasons. The, it's a great thing now. I think a lot of people are going back to basics now. They want the basic lines. They don't want the fancy. No. They want a, a good product, a reasonable price. Yeah. And then they're happy. Yeah. That's it. Made with love and affection. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, Cassie, if people want to find out more, how do they go about that? Um, well, we're not on the market? market circuit. We normally, at, next week, we're at Walton, uh, Walton, Epsom. We're at Epsom tomorrow, so come and see us at Epsom. We're at Walton next week. We're at Staines next week. We're at Cambly in two weeks after that or Cobham oh right you're all over the county so so, yeah you'll see Cassie's preserves yeah Yeah. alright well best of luck I'll be thinking of you during January and February up to your ears in all those Seville's I do not want to see you now (laughs) thank you Cassie I've got Liz Denham with me now from the Weybridge School of English with a stall out here how are you Liz I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, everything's going great. Thank you, Graham. And how's the school doing? The school is doing fantastically well. So we have students from all over who come to learn English. Right, marvellous stuff. And I see you've got a few learning implements around here, have you? Well, what we've got actually is our students have been busy making Christmas cards with all different languages that they've written on. And we're here and we're selling them handmade cards to sell and we're asking for a donation for charity but they've been working hard. That's excellent. I see you've got some of your students with you today as well. We do, we do. We have Sabrina from Austria. Sabrina. Hello, hi Sabrina. How's your English? Uh, hi, I'm good. <laughs> are you, how are you enjoying the school? Oh, it's really nice. Yeah, beautiful teachers and nice um, classmates. Really nice. And, and what's been the most difficult part about trying to get to grips with English? No, it's okay. Uh, the spelling's a bit strange at times. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and grammar, and, but it's okay. You can learn them here really, really good. Okay, so you're from Aust- what part of Austria? Uh, upper Austria. Oh, okay, and, uh, and, uh, and the language in that part of Austria? Uh, German. Right, okay, so, so German to English, basically. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, and who else have we got? Isabel. Isabel from Italy. Hello, Isabel. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> How's the English coming along? Better? Yes, getting better, but I would like to learn more. <laughs> How long have you been learning? Um, also at a high school. Oh, right, you did yeah. it at a high school as well. Is it different being here in England, though? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's, re- it's completely different. <laughs> yes, you're, you're sort of immersed in it, you're fully in it sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of our students, student Sholpan from Kazakhstan. Sholpan from Kazakhstan, hello. Hello, how are you? All right, thank you. And how are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. How long have you been learning English? I moved in August. I started here studying in this school since uh, September. All right, so not very long. Did you know much English before you came here? Yeah, sure. I studied in my country. Yeah, it's uh, this school very nice and teachers the best, very friendly, very kindly. 
strong. Good. Yeah, my English is getting better. Yeah, I'm, the more you use it, the, yeah. the more it, it works. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for very much. For my teacher. Ah, right, there we are. It's very lovely. Yeah, they're all the best students, Graham. Right, well, thank you very much for talking to me today, and best of luck with the school. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we now have the lantern parade coming through, all the children coming from the church with their handmade lanterns filing past our gazebo on the way to the Christmas tree prior to the lights going on. So thank you very much to those sponsors. Thank you very much to the residents that have helped us enormously. So we're really pleased with the support that we get from everybody in Weybridge. So thank you for that. We're really pleased with the business group that supports us with that. We're also really pleased with Mondays. I don't know if you've seen the stand there. If you haven't, go and have a look there. It's really good. So Mondays are supported as a main sponsor. We also had support from JTI and Knight Frank. I know this stuff is boring, but yes, have to get on with it. Christmas is a really important time for all of us. It's an important time for local places. So please shop in Weybridge. Make sure that you buy your stuff in Weybridge. Make sure that you do the stuff in Weybridge. I can't really understand why you go anywhere else, but this is the place to go. So really, really thank you very much for coming here today. The huge excitement of switching on the Christmas lights. We have the best celebrity we can. So this lady is called Sheru. This lady is... Um, this lady is the best example of a councillor I've ever seen in Weybridge. from 10. Are you alright for that? Yeah. I'm not sure about the old singing, but we've got to do the so there we go. So, when we get to zero, Cheryl's going to wave her wand. I like a wand. Here we go then. So we're ready. You ready? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, street lights are on very pretty white lights and lots of silver baubles as well well it's been another successful uh, Merry Christmas Weybridge we've seen the Christmas tree illuminated and uh, we've been talking to a lot of the stallholders today that have been in Baker Street as well and it's been supported by an awful lot of people and we've also had the rock choir here and St James's Church Choir as well. And that completes Brooklyn's Radio's coverage of Merry Christmas Weybridge, organised by Weybridge Town Business Group and sponsored by Mondays. And the Lantern Parade was sponsored by Frank Knight Weybridge and Backmans. Brooklyn's Radio. Loving events in Surrey.